0: gather your gear it's time to head out for our road trip across america that will scare your pants off along the way with your hosts you'll be setting up camp in some of the scariest places they can find discover each episode a cryptid a haunting and a strange encounter climb aboard a cryptid camp
1: if you're brave Take it away, Shay. Live from our Crypt camper, I'm Shay, and I'm here with my good friend, Tom. And we'd like to thank you for joining us for season three, episode lucky 13 of Scare Your Pants Off, our American road trip. In today's episode, we've set up camp in South Carolina. How are you doing, Tom? I'm really good. How are you? I'm, I'm really good and i have been waiting to talk to you because i have watched some stuff how how are you doing
0: uh good i'm good and um yeah i'm not uh i i've actually caught up on a lot of shows so what do you got for me
1: okay i finished silo me too and holy 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 shit, holy of the shittiest of shits, because I can't, it's not, so, okay, anybody listening, if you haven't watched Silo on Apple, go watch it, mm-hmm. fast forward a couple minutes, and, and don't listen to us, but we're going to talk about this, because we've been talking about Silo for a little while now, so spoilers ahead. I, so we genuinely thought they were poisoning them, or at least, at least I know I thought that, it was I thought it too, as well. And they, the fact that the image that they're seeing on, on the camera in the silo is the real thing blew my mind. Absolutely astonished me.
0: Me too. Me too. I, I, I did not see that. And all of, you know, because we've talked about it and just thinking about where the show could go, That was not on my my bingo card at all. That was nowhere nowhere on my
1: bingo card. I was mind blown on that. Yep. So it's I the fact that there are multiple silos. So I kind of had a feeling that there are multiple silos because they found the door, and then you mean you kind of have to assume there's other ones. I didn't realize they would be like right next to each other, but then. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that blew my mind. Well not blew my mind, but you know, it was one of those oh shit when it pans up and you're just you're seeing all the other circles and and where they are and it's like damn and then the city in the distance (laughs) and yeah that that
1: There was a lot that lose. There blew- should to be a season two. There has to be a season oh, two because I will lose my mind if there's not.
0: I agree. It was like it, we and we we said that guys. We said this earlier as we've talked about this throughout this season. It was one of those shows where it was not like the greatest show, but afterwards you were you were thinking about it. You were just kind of popping your head and you started thinking about what's happening in that show. Well, the last two episodes really ramp up with action and suspense and drama. To so it, it just and then just as you're starting to you know figure things out and realize things, it's just it's just mind blow after mind blown after mind blow. Just like all these things, like how they're they're showing, yeah when they go out there and they have their helmet on that that's actually a screen I mean I what I did not think that like you going back to what you had said how what they're seeing is actually (laughs) what what it's like out there I never thought that so are they doing that why why are they making that screen look so nice when they go out there is it to get the people to take their helmets off is it to what is the reasoning for that
1: i so i i think it's to get them to clean okay i think think they think that's what they see and they're like well shit, i'm gonna show everybody the truth and and i i think that might be might be why but i don't i i still can't believe that that's what was going on but i i think that might have something to do with it because they're they're thinking oh okay they're hiding this beautiful world from everybody um let's show Mm -hmm. them i don't know why they thought just cleaning it would be fine because they could still see out of it fairly well but Yeah. yeah
0: and and why do they want them to clean like that and like and then and then just seemingly perish right after cleaning I get that because that's what I, I I was trying to figure out like because even he makes that comment to her as she's going out and she's, she says I won't clean and he goes you will as the founders uh predicted or whatever everyone does and you will as well and then when she doesn't I mean he freaks out and she knows and runs off and uh so when he runs into that room there, is he shutting off her feed so now, she, and then she sees everything. Is that where he runs to, to do that, to shut off the screen of what she's seeing? Yeah. I thought so. I think so. Because after that, she sees actual. she's now seeing, she sees all the other silos, she sees that city in the distance. Um, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we get a little clearer explanation as to, as to exactly why they're putting that on the screen you know like why they would you know if you're down in the hole you're seeing really what's out there but when you're leaving they want you you know like and if it is for them because they want them to clean why do they want them to clean like that like what is i I hope that gets explained a little just because a little confused on that so
1: yeah well i i feel like i feel like that's just how they keep it I mean, I, and again, I'm I'm probably, I'm honestly probably oversimplifying it, but I, I feel like it's just to keep them thankful for what they have, you know, being safe and having clean air and food or whatever, because there's nothing out there and it's, I, I, I feel like that's why they want them to clean, but it's, again, I, I think I'm, I'm probably way oversimplifying the actual reason for it, but.
0: No, I mean, that makes sense, though, too, so. But yeah well what, what what a show from one of those shows so it's like eh, I'll put it on in the background and and uh, yep. you know get to it when I get to it to being like oh my god I need a new, I need another season what a good show yep. love it
1: love it so good I feel like I feel like I want to mention one other show cuz I want to see where you stand on it okay have you started or finished, or wherever. Um, walking Dead, Dead City.
0: I'm current with it. I think episode five just dropped, or whatever, uh, or I don't even know what night of the week it comes out on, or whatever. But uh, yes, I am. I'm current on it currently, <laughs> right now. I have mixed feelings. What about you?
1: Okay. Well, I I'm glad because I I'm not current, but I also have mixed feelings about it. So I. I'm very early in the season. I'm still, I just got past episode one, um, not too long ago. So this might be unpopular opinion. I don't know. Um, I don't like Maggie. I, I haven't liked Maggie in a very long time. It has nothing to do with Lauren Cohen. I actually think she's fantastic in other things. It's not her. It's literally the character. Cause she's so she's, I, she's just she's too do one thing say another Mm -hmm. i'm gonna act like this and then do this really completely out of character thing and what's killing me is is a her son was kidnapped again how i feel like that's in part her fault because you know maybe she's got to stop doing some of the things she's doing and that wouldn't have happened but Mm -hmm. um he's also like what 20 now i know he's not 20 but i feel like he's old enough that he should be with her doing whatever she's doing and not being left behind and kidnapped Mm -hmm. she needs she needs Negan she needs him she goes and finds him because she needs him at the end of Walking Dead she didn't forgive him which I get he killed Glenn I understand don't forgive him but they found a peace because she acknowledged how much how much she he has done for everybody including her including saving her son and now she's found him again and she's just being a douche and i don't understand it at all
0: i agree she so normally i like maggie like i liked her i liked her sort of evolution as a character in the walking dead and there were and don't get me wrong there were points where she came across as annoying or whatever this episode i mean this series right from episode one i have found her hard to, to take she's She's annoying, really, when it comes down to it. Yeah. Um, and the way she's acting, it just, it, it comes across as petulant, childish, almost. And yeah, I mean, the, like the way they left her in The Walking Dead, you know, was at the end, you know, Negan had helped everybody, helped, you know, everybody to let they survive or whatever. And she hadn't forgiven him, um, or, and she's clearly not gonna forget but she was moving on and he, I, I believe one of his last lines in the series is like, where are we going now or whatever. And they kind of like take off together almost. And then come and she's a hundred percent reverted to just hating Negan to the point where she wants to kill him, but she needs him. And yeah, it, it's not jiving with, me. I am, I am not liking Maggie in this at all. Um, at all, I'm right there with you. I I find her just, oh, but um, so yeah.
1: What what kills me here is, and it, and it, and I feel like, I feel like this is an overlooked thing. I understand that she is mad at him for what he did to Glenn, I get it. I understand it. She loved him at that point. Us as viewers loved him. We, you know, and watching Abraham die was awful. That whole scene was awful for us because we were following them. Yeah. What we're, what we neglect to realize and what, and what I feel like the story and the writers are neglecting to realize is that our people, like the people that we were rooting for attacked his people while they were sleeping, they were mm-hmm. sleeping and, yeah. and, and I know, and I know he obviously wasn't like he was controlling or whatever and there were other ways to do that But they attacked sleeping people and killed them mm-hmm. and and that is not even a little acknowledged because that all happened because of that like yeah. that was to pay back for what like our team of people did that's it, it was a repercussion and just because we happened to love glenn it's so. it's just not okay for me to treat him like that i don't uh
0: yeah no, no you're 100 percent right i'm glad you brought that up because it's that comes down to the point where most villains don't believe they're the villains they believe in what they're doing you know most of the time yeah you have so in some stories these villains that are just trying to destroy the earth or something like that and there's nothing redeeming about it. but a lot of the villains they're not you know it's they're just doing what they believe and it's perspective and who's telling the story you know it goes back to that saying too um you know history is written by the victors you know history we're taught in this country is different from history that's taught in england versus canada versus you know what i mean because it's it's just different perspectives um to it so and that's a i'm glad you brought that up because that's an excellent point that you know they did they snuck they killed sleeping people in any other world that's you're a you're a bad person you're a bad group or whatever so mm-hmm. great point thank you yeah right. i don't know that show i don't know so <laughs> um,
1: it's a struggle i found i so I, I feel probably like you i i was i started watching walking dead in on day one i i was there for day one and i was riveted from day one and despite (laughs) despite what i wanted to happen it took a great amount of effort for me to finish the series because oh boy did they make they they made some choices that were very hard for me to just kind of deal with but
0: yeah i agree uh i I didn't you know i think i i I would drive roy and derek nuts because Right around like season six or seven, I was like, this need, they need to end this soon. They need to end this soon. And of course, they went on for like another seven fucking years. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. they, they made it. It was one of those where, in the very beginning, I was a day runner and it was appointment television. It was, I was either watching it that Sunday night or very early Monday morning. It was one of, you know, it was right away. And then, by season six, it was like, okay, maybe I'm watching it Monday or Tuesday. By season eight, it's, you know, Wednesday, Thursday. By the final seasons, it's like, I'm just scrambling to watch the episode before the new one comes out. Because they, like, to your point, they they made it tough. It, become, it became re- very repetitive at points because it's just fighting group after group. Same story, different group. You know same things happening just different groups so i am right there with you i'm big walking dead fan i remember when the comics came out back year you know a decade before the show and uh but they are really trying to milk this cow here this walking dead (laughs) it's it's sort of like what they're doing with the whole game of thrones now with all these spin-offs they're just trying to trying to milk those cows until there's nothing left yep
1: exactly all right well have you got anything else for me on the television shows watch
0: no no i think i'm good
1: do you want to jump on into south carolina's cryptid
0: time for the cryptid. i do so South Carolina was a lot of fun. Again, I know I not say that. And they have, you know, they have a decent amount of cryptids. they got their Bigfoots, uh, Chupacabras, Lake Monsters, all, all, all the big ones they have. And then some of the other ones that yet I hadn't heard of. And I went with the Boo Hag. Have you heard of a Boo Hag? I
1: have heard of that, uh, but I'm super excited to hear you talk about it
0: all right so it was funny as i was doing this it was like i don't think i've heard of this then as i'm researching it a lot of it sounded familiar so i'm like maybe we had talked about it but i don't i don't think so it might be just similar to another uh, another cryptid so the buhag is a mythical witch-like creature that finds its origins from the folklore of the Gullah culture and Gullah is spelled g-u-l-l-a-h and just a little bit about that, just so we're all on the same page. Uh, the Gullah culture, or the Gullah, are an African-American ethnic group who predominantly live in the low country region of the United States of America. Uh, so this is states like South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Or some people sort of delineate the border as It goes from Jacksonville to Cape Fear. Uh, The culture comes from slaves that are believed to have come from the Congo. Uh, The culture is said to be very rich and has its own language, which is called Gichi. And sometimes the Gullah people are actually called Gichi. So just a little background so that you guys had a little info on it. So earlier I said they are witch-like creatures, but others have compared them to vampires due to the way they get their sustenance. Instead of getting their sustenance from a person's blood, though, they get it from a person's breath. uh, And they do so by riding their victims. They are said to have, and they, boohags, are said to have no skin and are red, um, as you would imagine, because you see their blood, the muscle tissue, muscle fibers, tendons. In order to be less conspicuous, They steal a victim's skin and use it for as long as it holds out, wearing it as you or I might wear clothing. Before going riding, it is said they'll hide this skin. Often they'll hide it in crawl spaces, under stairs, or sometimes in a basement or an attic. When a boo hag identifies a victim that is suitable for riding, the hag will usually gain access to their home through a small crack crevice or hole kind of like a, a keyhole the hag will then position itself over the suitable sleeping dazed victim sl- sleeping and or dazed victim and suck in their breath this act renders the victim helpless and induces a very deep dream filled sleep the hag then usually leaves the victim alive though uh, and she does this so as to use uh, them again for their energy. However, if the victim struggles or fights, the hag may take their skin, leaving the victim in pain and suffering. After taking a victim's breath or energy, the hag usually flies off, as she must be back in her own skin by dawn or be forever trapped without her skin when the victim awakes in the morning they will usually feel very very tired um, sometimes on rare occasions they may feel a shortness of breath or a little sick or a dizzy it is said if a person places a broom beside their bed before going to sleep, it will prevent the hag from riding them. This is because if a hag sees a broom, they get distracted and have to count each and every bristle on the broom. And in doing so, this makes them not able to ride the person because it takes so long to count these that the sun usually is rising by the time they finished, and they need to get back to their own skin or be trapped without it. It is said that some boohags have a poem, rhyme, or song for when they return home and get back into their skin. One example, and this is, I wrote this out, is skin skin you know me skin skin this is me skin skin you know me skin skin this is me and then they get back into their skin it is also said that if you pour lots of salt and pepper all over her skin while she is out riding she won't be able to get back into her skin when she gets home And if you do find yourself on the wrong end of a boo hag's wrath, there is one way to kill her. You must first start a fire and then boil a big barrel of pitch, which is a resin or tar on the fire. Once the pitch or tar is boiling real good and real hot, you throw the hag into the barrel and cook or boil her to death. You know, I mean, we got, we got to know how to kill them. Um, so not much more here It just other cultures have Boo hag or hags, um, you know, like, I, I believe the Boo hag is specifically that region, the way they say it in that region, but other cultures in Europe, Asia, Africa have hags and there is a famous saying down south that you might hear people say that some people don't even know the origin they have just been hearing it their whole life is don't let the hag get you and that's the boo hag
1: so great choice honestly and well done um so it's do you remember i i was looking because i was trying to see if I, if the name rung a bell. do you remember the cryptid that i think you you also did that one um possibly in the first season where you would leave like 11 or 13 pennies for it or something and it would stop it because it had to count the pennies i
0: do remember something about that it, 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 very it's funny you say because i was thinking about that as i was researching i remember that for sure yes
1: so a kind of cool correlation to what we were talking about before that just popped into my head and i know it's i know it's a a fictional thing but it's probably based on some some lore but um obviously uh, rebecca ferguson is in silo and she's also in dr sleep and to me the boo hag sounds a bit like a shine eater um i see
0: that
1: right so another cool thing is it sounds a little bit like it could be something like a rape or um in in albania they have i think it's called a striga or a a straziga or something like that i can't remember how to pronounce it but um it basically sounds like a similar thing and and they suck most of the life force from their victims and then leave them sleeping so they can come back and and continue with more but then you have other things. You have flat-out soul eater, which is which is generally a cannibalistic witch who consumes the spirit, and she will a lot of times leave their victims with um, chronic wasting disease. So I know it's a little different, but it sounds like it's almost something she can maybe do to the ones that fight back and don't give her what she wants. I but it's I I love that kind of I love the sucking of the energy. The energy it makes me think of um a, like an energy vampire from <laughs> What
0: We Do in the Shadows. Yes. Which just the new season just started. Of what we do in the shadows. Yeah, first episode was the other night. So
1: I'm gonna have to check it out. I, I love that show. So
0: good.
1: All right. Do you have anything else on the boo hag?
0: No, I, I I I love. I just want to say I love all those correlations that you just you just made um, because it definitely like as I was researching it and like I said I thought we talked about it but I I, I think more now that after what you have just said and everything. It just, she has a lot of similarities to other things. Very different, but a lot of, you know, you can make correlations to a lot of them. And, and that's probably why it was so familiar. But I, I really love that, you know, uh, how you connected it to those other ones. That was great. But yeah, no, I don't have anything else on it. All
1: right, well, thank you. And um, I'm gonna dive on into our hunt then. Yeah. Time for the hunt. I'm going to talk about the Provost Dungeon and the Old Exchange. No, I'm not sneaking into haunts. It's the same. It's the same building. Just part of it is the basement, and part of it is not the basement. So, have you heard of that? I have not. All right. So uh, the building was constructed between 1767 and 1771. And during the 18th century, it had a a multitude of uses. It it lived many lives. Um, It was a custom house, a public market, and it was even a jail. And some things I read said it may have also been a courthouse, but I'm not 100% sure on that because that was not seen as often as the other things in my research. So um, one cool thing, and I don't know why like this I don't know why this made me smile because but it did it's kind of neat uh compensated tea during the American Revolution was stored here I don't know why that's it's it's just so neat to me that's where they hid the tea I don't know (laughs) whatever but it's fine um now in 1780 it was actually used as barracks for the British after they took the city um and the basement was used as a military prison it did not just hold american soldiers though it actually also held british soldiers now there were some notable mentions of people that would stay there people that everybody has probably heard of uh, like george washington um he held functions there on a trip that i believe was two or three weeks long charleston he held functions there and at one point in time he even greeted a crowd from its balcony so that's pretty cool and like pretty historic right
0: yeah that's really cool first president i mean that's really cool
1: um now in the 19th century the building would eventually become a post office and it again like i said it was a multitude of other things the lists vary and whatever so there's a lot of things it could have been um now i'm extra geeky about this one because i may, totally put a smile on my face when i found out that uh famed pirates Steve bonnet and blackbeard were possibly imprisoned there and i that blows my blows my mind like my inner kid is like super excited about that
0: now, you said Steve Bonnet, right? Yep. That's the gentleman pirate. I am obsessed with Steve Bonnet. <laughs> that is so cool. Oh my gosh. Oh.
1: That's awesome. Um, it's believed that over time, more than 120 people were imprisoned there. Now, There's plenty of haunted claims. You have some of your usual stuff that you have everywhere. You have the apparitions, the shadows, the sounds, the footsteps and whatnot. Um, And I'll get a little specific. Uh, There are claims that apparitions have been spotted of prisoners, uh, both shackled and not, I've seen both. So, you know, it could be any number of things. one kind of cool thing and, and orbs is generally one of those things that people either give them or take them believe it or don't i'm going to bring this one up only because the orbs that they're talking about in these claims a lot of times are caught by the naked eye they're bigger than a dust particle would be they shimmer and they bounce around almost like they're dancing so that feels a little less dust for me or dust particle for me, though um, another thing is there's, uh, people are getting cold chills and there seems to be breezes that are also chilly with no origin, just coming from nowhere, chilly breezes, which right about now in the middle of the summer, I could really, really use if, you know. Um, uh, another cool thing is it's possible and I say possible because the It's not 100% known how this person actually passed away, but here are some of the rumors. I'm gonna talk really quick about Anne Bonny. Do you know who Anne Bonny is? I do. All right. She is, for those who don't know, um, thought to be, or said to be, uh, Blackbeard's girlfriend, wife, significant other person. Uh, It doesn't sound like they were super nice to each other, uh, so they might not have had a great relationship. But, you know, uh, she was also thought to be held there. Uh, rumors are that she possibly died by being hung there or that she may have died in a prison cell due to preg- pregnancy complications, meaning she was probably pregnant with Blackbeard's baby or another rumor. Another thought, a possibility here is that she may have not died there at all may have been released into her father's custody and went on to live a long healthy life bearing many a children so there is that and um and that's i mean that's really all i have for the provost dungeon and the old exchange
0: Oh boy, I love it. So first of all, and I don't think we've ever talked about this. When I was a child, I was obsessed with pirates. I went, went to, uh, I think I went like four Halloweens in a row, five Halloweens in a row as a pirate. I was just obsessed. Uh, and I'm still really interested in just that whole lifestyle. So this was, this was awesome for me. Um, but really interesting place. Um, makes sense why it would be haunted and very old. Going back to the essentially the birth of, of you know the nation as we know it. Um, so that's uh, really cool. Loved how they <laughs> stored confiscated tea there. That's kind of funny. You just you know we're from we live in the Boston area. The Boston Tea Party is a very famous thing around here. So that's. Uh, really cool. Um George Washington being there. Uh that's pretty historic, our first president. Um, but so Steve Bonnet and Blackbeard. Fucking awesome. Have have there's two shows. Uh have you seen either Black Sales that was out years ago? It was a star show. It went I think three seasons and it was like a drama about pirates. Did you ever see that one?
1: I did not. I, I I've always wanted to and for some reason it's just never it's just never happened. So I think I might go look look into it now though.
0: I, I thoroughly enjoyed that show and it's super interesting and it's so I I mean they they do drama, you know, they do kind of maybe take some liberties with the character. Um well one interesting thing and they didn't she wasn't like that, but I've read this about Ann Bonnie that she may have also been bisexual or gay or something um, at the time. And they didn't really go in. I think they kind of hinted that she might be bisexual in the show. I can't, I I have to go back and rewatch, but uh, I remember reading that. But uh, I also remember that she was supposedly with Blackbeard and I think she was supposedly with another famous uh, or possibly with another famous one. Steve Bonnet, The Gentleman Pirate. Have you seen the show, Our Flag Means Death? on HBO it came out like last year. It's a comedy and it's about Steve Bonnet and um, Taika Waititi, she's in it. He actually plays Blackbeard. Uh is the one who directed like Guardians of the Galaxy, I believe, and Bingham the Marvel. And he also, I mean, he produces uh Reservoir Dog or Reservation Dogs. He produces uh Wellington Paranormal, the the comedy. Um, he does a lot. He he plays yeah, he plays Backbeard. I forget the actor, but you wouldn't recognize him. He's a New Zealand actor, plays Steve Bonnet, and um I believe it's only one season. I don't know if it got renewed or whatever. But HBO, our flag means death. It's pretty funny about the uh, the gentleman pirate because I just I Steve Bonnet, what a wild character! I mean, he basically he was basically paying his pirates hourly wages. He was yeah. He would just like just you know they would have story time they where he would read them. He taught them how to read and write and just. All these things, it was crazy. Basically, wanted to unionize piracy. It was so uh, he's such a cool character. So, uh, funny. great choice, yeah. I love this one. This was, uh, the, that was a, a, a lot of fun. Totally makes sense why a place like this would be pretty horned, and I agree with you on the orbs thing. Like, uh, most of the time, I I write, when I'm writing orbs, I write it because people, I'm not a big orb guy, like, because it could just be dust or anything, but the way you, what you were describing seemed a little different than just your typical orb. So, but yeah, great choice, great, great choice.
1: Thank you. All right, well, I believe you have the South Carolina Strange Encounter time
0: for the strange encounter. I do. And um, so South Carolina is a very active state uh, for UFO encounters. It's actually ranked 10th in the United States uh, for states with the most sightings, with lots and lots happening each year. There has actually been well over 20 already this year, with most happening near the coastline, especially in the Outer Banks region. Uh, Unfortunately, as is the case in many states, there is not a lot to to many of these sightings. That said, I'm going to discuss a series of supposed sightings by one individual that was first reported on December seventh, 2021 uh, in Lexington, South Carolina. Much of the following will be verbatim from the witness's account. I do not have a name for this individual as he is not so apt to to giving it out due to ridicule. So he starts, this isn't the first time I've seen these lights in the sky. It's a recurring event that I've just very recently accepted as part of my everyday life now. Every day, right before the sun goes down, I'm greeted with one of these lights coming into view, then another, and another, and another. I have a total of somewhere between 100 and 200 that follow me everywhere I go. He goes on, I know it sounds crazy. I hate explaining it because almost everyone thinks I'm delusional, but. I can see perfectly. I have brilliant vision and depth perception." I thought that was just a really odd statement he made there, uh, kind of missing the point of what those people were, were saying. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so he goes on. These ships or, or these lights are just above the treetops at their highest and just below the treetops at their lowest. So that's not really a big range. It seems to me personally, that would be almost that would look to be almost the same height for most people if you're looking at something. But I mean, I guess having the tree top as like a delineation line would help. But anyway. um, He goes on, they appear in formation and they mimic the constellation or constellations. Um, it, he doesn't clarify which ones. It's believed that he was talking about the Big Dipper, um, but it could be other ones as well. He uh, he says, "I guess this is how they camouflage themselves." He continues, "It sounds insane. This has been going on. This has been going on since early May." Up until I saw a video in New Mexico, I thought they were drones, but I started to realize that's not the case, and there's other things that's ha- happened that I'm not going to explain that support UAPs, or that's the unidentified aerial phenomenon, kind of what we use now instead of UFO. Um so that support the UAP theory and, and dismantle this drone hype that some are trying to convince is the majority of these sightings. And this statement I kind of agree with just because um, it, it, it has become pretty popular to blame sightings on drones now with the advent and popularization of drones, but that's all I agree with on that. Um, he continues, I found an article about this lady who can communicate with different beings. So I tried this and got a reaction. I failed to hear or receive or understand any communication, but I did get two of them to descend below the trees at my house and then the other descended when I was, at the others descended when I was at a food lion. He would go on to say that he knew that it was definitely not a drone. There was, however, a tiny glowing red dot or orb that aimlessly aimlessly danced or orbited this thing with no recognizable pattern or destination. Well, orbit is sort of a pattern, so kind of weird, but uh, he would finish his tale with, I'm hoping to discover the reason as to why I was chosen to be followed or watched by these things. They stay up until right before the sun rises. And it doesn't matter where I go or how fast I go. They have absolutely no difficulty finding or keeping up with me. And that's pretty much it for this one.
1: (laughs) So I I, think okay so one thing i do love one thing i absolutely love about this one and it's something that you don't see super often but we have heard of it before i absolutely love the thought of them being able to camouflage as our constellations i actually think that's a really cool that is thing. cool but um the need to mention the depth perception <laughs> right is very similar to that other strange encounter we did where the guy felt the need to inform us that he was drinking Pepsi. And I don't (laughs) understand what that had to do with anything, but we know that, you know, we know that, um, so it's (sighs) okay. So hear me out. And I know, I know this is crazy. Obviously. I think this guy might be a little wackadoo, but you know, um, He is seeing a red orb dancing around or moving around another object. Uh, so it's a red light dancing around another object that can always see him knows when he is sleeping, knows when he is awake, knows if he's been better. Good. So, because it's, it's That's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing is this guy is seeing it's this guy's kooky, and I don't. <laughs> if we really saw this, and I get it, and it's and that's scary, and I get it. But every once in a while, I really like that you picked this because I feel like it was a nice chance for us to be able to play the opposition. Because usually we're like, oh yeah, no, this guy, this is real. This is a government cover up. This, this, this that. Nope. I think this guy. <laughs> I think this guy might be a little kooky.
0: And that's why I picked, like, as I'm researching, and, you know, as, like, we've discussed numerous times, a lot of them, there's not a ton of info. And then I came across this, and I was like, okay, this is different, this is kind of fun, and, yeah, this guy is a little, uh, I think he might be in, like, a, you yeah, a little, a, a little... Yeah, exactly. And, and and we don't mean that in like a derogatory, if he does have something mentally going, that's fine. Uh, you know, that's different. But this seems like he's looking for attention on it. And um, it just, yeah, the, the whole depth perception thing, I was just like, i, I, I I think he missed the point out of what there's, you know, and just a very odd thing. And it's funny, you brought up the whole Pepsi thing. Cause that was where my mind first went when I'm reading that too. It, I, I thought of it because we, yeah, most of the time it's like, yeah, we give, even if I don't, you know, cause I'm, I am a skeptic. I give credibility. I give the people the benefit of the doubt, but this one, was just slide uh, and to be followed. That much, and he's the only one that's seeing these hundred to two hundred crafts following him wherever he goes. Nobody else's happens to see two hundred lights in the sky at the food lion. <laughs> <And>,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I thought it would be kind of a, a fun, a little different, different from our uh, our normal fare, as it were. So. <laughs>
1: Oh, that was a really good choice. And yeah, this, good job. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I, I feel like I could say so much more, but like, I don't, I don't even know where to go with it. Like, it's, you <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Well, I hope, uh, I hope whatever is following him, leaves him alone <laughs> and And whatnot so but i digress um have you have you got anything else for me
0: no i think i am good on that
1: (laughs) all right well everybody thanks for listening thanks for humoring us uh please be sure to join us next week when we set up camp in mississippi until then happy camping thanks guys As always, our hosts would like to thank you for joining. If you enjoyed the program, please be sure to like, follow, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Find us on Instagram at ScareYourPantsOffPod, no spaces,
0: or on Twitter, ScareYourPantsOffPodcast. Or send us an email with questions, comments, and fan art. To scare your pants off nine at Gmail. See you next time.